Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Hey, we're back here at AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, every Saturday noon to 1 o'clock. I'm Bob Lambert, uh, uh, part of the host of the show, and Jennifer is here with me today. Hello. And she's got some goodies that she's going to talk about, too. Yeah. Well, I want to make sure that you put our studio number into your telephone here. That number is 224-404-1988. And make sure that you text us because we have a lot of great things to give away. We're going to give some keywords later on for two of our guests. But you can also always text us with the word faith and you'll be entered to win some prizes. Or just simply say hello to Bob and I. <laughs> so that number again is 224-404-1988. Absolutely. And we got a big swag bag here, folks. So you got you to cash in, you know, just... Put something in there, gift, whatever it might be, because we've got lots of stuff here, and we love for us to connect. And like Jennifer said, how about some feedback, too? You know, we love hearing how how you're connecting with the show and what that's doing for you. We have phenomenal guests. i got to tell you, you know, the folks we've had on this year have been terrific uh, from all over the country. And today is no exception, because I ha- we have uh, an individual in the studio that I've known for several years, and I'm excited for him because he, we're going to talk about something new that he's going to do. And I'd like to introduce you to Guy Salagi. He's the founder and president of Story Life Studios. And man, he's going to tell you what Story Life Studios is about. But first of all, let's get to the listeners to know who you are, Guy. Well, thank you, Bob and Jennifer. Um, well, my background, I have a background in everything from uh, ministry. Uh, I've been a missionary, uh, raising support. I've worked in the healthcare industry. I've owned uh, three different businesses. Um, I've worked for a lot of not-for-profit organizations and parachurch organizations, and um, it has really brought um, and combining, you know, even ministry and doing some ministry with churches and other things. It has really brought together something new that you know I'm combining everything. Uh, it's called Story Life Studios, and it's really about helping people. Uh, not only discover their story, um, but to really, you know, kind of combine who God is and who they are and make that one. Well, I can't wait to hear even more about that guy. But first, why don't you tell us why you're so passionate about this work that you're doing? Well, it all comes down to uh, my story. Uh, And I think that's what it really comes uh, where it starts, is that, um, you know, I had a, you know, I grew up um, wounded um, in some different things. And uh, what happened is, is that that really becomes an insecurity in a person's life is when you're wounded, or it turns into a thorn. And, um, you know, from that point on, we have to, we have to overcome, you know, some of those wounds. And, and have a voice. And it sometimes takes a long time for us to, you know, to overcome fear and to really step into the confidence of who God made us to be and how he wants to use us in our gifts and talents for not only uh, his kingdom, but to help others. Yeah, that's great. I I love that. And you hit on that word confidence. And I believe that confidence comes from the Lord, right? And what I call unshakable confidence. So, yeah. Yeah, that took you a while to discover that for yourself, didn't it? 
Well, it's been a, I think it's a life journey for most right. of us, right? I mean, we go through different stages, you know, when we become a Christian. I became a Christian when I was 21, uh, or yeah, right before my 22nd birthday. And, you know, it's been a journey all along the way. And I think I'm still, you know, discovering who God wants me to be and how he wants to use me. And it, it just keeps changing. And I think, you know, uh, the encouragement of that is, if it, if I can encourage anybody in that, it's really about... You know, staying focused on your relationship with the Lord and and letting Him continue to work in you uh, to where He wants to take you. You kind of had an epiphany though at that age, didn't you? Something happened, and all of a sudden, kind of gave you. Well, the I um, well, I had a um, uh, I got into a car accident on my twenty yeah. first birthday. Uh, we had been out drinking that night, and you know, it was a you know we're celebrating, right. and uh, I wasn't a Christian at the time, and um, I. Uh, you know, I almost, I almost, um, cra- I crashed my car and almost totaled it. Actually, did total it, and but fortunately, I didn't get hurt in the accident. Um, the police officer came by, uh, had me uh, walk the white line, and had me, you know, touch my fingers to my nose. That was before breath analyzer tests. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give my age away, but uh, <laughs> it was a while ago. And um, you know, at that point in time, it was. It felt like an angel came over me and. Instantly, I was sober, and I did not um, go to jail that night. Uh, we got towed home, and uh, it really, I woke up the next morning, and I said, you know, I think, you know, it sounds cliche, but I think somebody up there is trying to tell me something. And at that point in time, I started I started trying to do better, see what I could do to kind of change my life. And, uh, you know, about 10 months later, uh, I, met a, I met a man at work, a person at work that I worked with, and uh, he told me about Jesus. And how Jesus, you know, died for me, and that if he came to this world and I was the only person that accepted him, he still would have come. And uh, three weeks later, I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, Guy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about some other challenges that you maybe face, whether that's in your business or, um, you know, personally? Um, Challenges. I think some of the things that um, you know can challenge us, or have I've been challenged by um, in your business, anything that comes to mind. We've had a number number of those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really about you know this whole piece of this whole area of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I think overcoming that, like doubts and skepticism. Exactly mm-hmm. overcoming doubts. Um, sometimes. You know, we have uh, the confidence in who God made us to be, and yet others don't believe that we can do that. And it, what we do is we start becoming what other people think we are instead of yeah. who God thinks we yeah. are. And that's there's a total difference there. And we really need to, um, you know, find our, find our identity in Christ and who he made us to be. And when we read the scriptures... It just says so much about who he made us to be and how we can be used for his glory. Yeah, I love that. Well, Guy, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you incorporate faith and work? Uh, Well, the one thing that's really nice about um, working where I work uh, at Story Life Studios is that we are a tent-making ministry. So um, we're a business, but really we're out there saying that we follow the Lord. And so... 
it's much easier to work in that kind of environment because we don't have to try to, you know, hide who we are or try to disguise it or, you know, because we're going to make people mad or or our boss is going to come in and say, you can't share your faith here. Right, I've, you're not walking on eggshells. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I've worked in many different environments in IT and healthcare and, and so forth where, you know, you had to really be careful, you know, how you – you know, we're a Christian in the you know in the marketplace. What you could share, what you couldn't share, um, and that's a whole different animal. Mm-hmm. Well, I think even in corporate or whether you have your own business, some people are still afraid to share. They're afraid of the rejection or the retaliation or how they're going to be perceived. You know, do you have any uh, words of wisdom for people to to be bold like you are and 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 to share that? I think the, the the thing that I've learned is that you just have to be who you are and yeah. who God made you to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you just have to lie, you have to let the chips lie where they may. If, you know, if, you know, if somebody that you're working with is offended by that, you know, all you have to do is apologize and say, I'm sorry about that. It's really about mutual respect. If, if we can, you know, we're just looking for the respect that we would want to give others. Yeah. You know, Guy, I've known you for a while now, and, and you, you really are a person of faith, that, uh, and you lean on the Word. So are there certain passages or certain things that you've found to be helpful for you, particularly in this area of fear, or you know, what, what you're addressing with some people is for at My Life Studios, My Story Studios? Well, it's kind of interesting because I've been, uh, I've been reading in Acts uh, quite a bit uh, recently, and we see so many times when the the apostles are really stepping out and doing new things, right? right. Um, they're being called to something that has never been done before. They've received the Holy Spirit for the first time, and now they're having to, you know, tell every you know everybody what right. they have now learned, and people have experienced that Jesus had you know has has died, and they're like, what is all? What's that about, right? right. And so when we get to that. Um, I was looking at uh, Acts 14.8. We read the story of Paul being used mightily to heal a man, and right after that in verse 19 that he was stoned and left for dead. Um, It's very interesting how sometimes we think when we're bold for Jesus that, you know, everything's going to go right. And, (laughs) you know, and here we see where, you know, we see some really great things happening, but then right after that, you know, we, we find that, uh, we find a stoning, you know, coming. So, so, uh, so I think fear can be really, uh, can be really scary because we, we think, um, we want everything to go well, but that could also bring about things that are painful. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's great, Guy. And I want to definitely dive in a little bit more to Story Life Studios when we come back from the break. But before we do that, we have some great things to give our listeners. And so make sure that you text us here. That number is 224-404-1988. And the keyword is my story. And Guy, you have um, a Your Story discovery call that you're offering to everyone. Uh, they simply just need to text us at the studio. And you have a workshop that's coming up. Can you briefly just tell us about the workshop? Well, the workshop is a full day of uh, story discovery. So what we'll do is we'll start out by, you know, letting everybody um, really identify or start thinking about what your story is. Um, I've, uh, I've conducted this workshop before, and uh, half of the people sitting around in the, in the circle um, got to the point where they said, you know, I don't have a story. But by the end of the workshop, 
you know, their story has they come do. alive. That's Correct. great. Well, we're going to dive into that a little bit more when we come back. And everybody who texts us is also going to receive 20 25% off uh, code for the workshop. We're going to tell you more about that when we come back. Make sure you text us. That number is 224-404-1988 and include the keyword, my story. And as we, Paul Harvey used to say, stay tuned for the rest of the story with Guy Salagi. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with our special guest, Guy Salagi, the founder and president of Story Life Studios. And we wanted to hear the rest of the story when we came back, Guy, because uh, obviously in our break we were talking a little bit more about getting, you know, giving some these people that really understand how this pulling together of your background and all the stuff you did. Well, the meaning of that is for Story Life Studio. What is what is it really that you're going to be doing for people? Well, it first comes down to uh, helping individuals and organizations, uh, first of all, discover their story, uh, speak their voice, or fulfill their purpose. There's mm. three different paths that you can take. Um, initially, what we do is we spend time uh, really getting to know each other and, and finding out if you are at a point where you're ready to do something. It's all about taking action. Right. Um, uh, a lot of our story comes from our uh, wounds or our thorns, and a uh, you know from our past, and mm-hmm. and a lot of times that turns into our you know our purpose or our calling. Like like for instance, um, uh, the anorexic, a girl maybe is dealing with anorexia, but you know be, you know from the beginning. There was a wound in the past. Maybe she was abused as a, as a child or something like that. It turned into anorexia, which turns into all kinds of different thorns or, or, or troubles in her life. Um, she gets some healing. She, found, you know, she finds Christ or she gets some healing. And before you know it, she's consulting or she's writing a book about anorexia, how, mm. how she overcame it. And now she's helping others to overcome, uh, overcome anorexia. So, uh, you know, it works that way for the alcoholic. It works that way for, you know, somebody that maybe, you know, uh, is blind. Mm. And all of a sudden it, it turns into where they have a ministry to help, uh, you know, people that are blind. Right. So they have to be at a certain point, I think, that you said uh, that to, to be able to want to do this, right? To actually take action on it. Well, I think they have to be um, at a point where they're saying, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to speak my voice. I'm ready to fulfill my purpose of what God's calling me. And a lot of people have, you know, ideas sitting in binders or, you know, <laughs> you know they've been That's to, actually more organized than what I hear. Usually it's a sticky note here and over there <laughs> yeah, right. and notebooks over here and there. Right? Yeah, that all depends on the personality. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, uh, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that, that have ideas, right? Right. Um, and they go, well, I don't know if I could ever, you know, get to that idea. And what happens typically is they tell people their idea. Um, and people go, well, how are you going to do that? Or right. well, you can't do that. You've never done that before. And we see in Scripture all the time that, you know, God uses people in these crazy ways because of an idea that he planted in them. And a lot of the time, see, people think it's their idea when it's really God's yes. idea that he's planted in them. And now they have to step out in faith to fulfill that. And so once they get to a point where they're like, you know what, I'm tired of I'm tired of thinking about it. I'm tired of talking about it. I need to do something about it. Is that's where I get involved, mm. and we start working through the process of 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 going from A to C. And and the process is really um, is pretty 
pretty easy. What we do is we coach and consult uh, mm-hmm. with individuals. We spend a, uh, a five-pack or an eight-pack um, time with mm-hmm. them, um, and that's all kind of broken down. We spend time together. We, you know, we give you homework to do. And then by the end of that eight-pack, we should have a plan. And if you're not ready, you know, life-wise, if you, you know, circumstances are, you're not quite right for that and we need to, you know, put it on rest, then I'll give you homework to do in the meantime. And then we can, you know, pick it up at another time when, you know, maybe the life situation is a little bit better. Well, Guy, you gave us some examples of people that may be a good fit for um, Story Life Studios, but can you give us even more examples of who this would be a good fit for? Sure. Um, for instance, there's a, uh, you know, and you'll see this on my website, there's a, there's a person that's looking at, you know, having a, doing a memoir. And they have a memoir and they're writing, you know, their story and they're like, I, I need to put it out on video or I need to do something with that because I want family members to see that. Yeah. Or it becomes something that, you know, that is really interesting and could, you know, draw a larger audience. Uh, there, at that point in time, that's where we start putting it into action. And we we say, okay, we, we look at budgets, we look at, uh, you know, how we can fund this, and then we, you know, we put it together and yeah. then distribute that. <clears throat> Another piece is somebody that may have a, uh, you know, the speak your voice piece. And this is where... Um, Somebody may have a um, some information. Some uh, they have they're an expert in their right. field. Subject matter expert. Yep. And yep. and what they need to do is they're going. Well, you know what? I have this information, and I want to start an ongoing. Uh, I want to gain an audience, and they they don't know what to do with that. And uh, so what they'll do is you know we'll help them put together their website. We'll put together help put their blogs together. Uh, we'll do the videos for their vlogs mm-hmm. and really start promoting who they are. And that also works for an organization as well. A lot of, right. um, a lot of organizations have information that needs to be shared or, or given away or even you know, have a sponsorship for that information. Yeah. And they're just not, um, you know, they're not using that as a tool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they need that outside help in the consulting. Exactly. But you know, the other thing, too, what we're missing the point of here is, uh, you know, your background. I mean, you put together documentaries. I mean, you've done some things that really that can really, you know, extremely professional and can really help people accelerate this whole process, right? Correct, correct. Yeah. I think the uh, um, just one more piece on the other, if mm-hmm. you don't mind, um, is really helping people find their purpose also, mm-hmm. yeah. is that, you know, uh, they they need to find who, you know, that God has something different for them, and they really want to do something different, but they don't know how to do it. So we help them get over that that bridge. Well, that's really great. And I want to encourage our listeners to make sure that you connect with Guy. And one of the ways that you can do that is you'll get a complimentary uh, Your Story discovery call. Simply text us here at the studio. That number is 224-404-1988. Use the keyword My Story, and we'll get you connected to Guy. And Guy, you also have an additional 25% savings for a workshop coming up. And we're also going to raffle off one or two um, raffle tickets for uh, the workshop. Can you tell us more? more about that? Uh, The workshop itself or? Yeah, about the workshop. Mm -hmm. The workshop is really, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to spend time really finding out and getting to know you and getting to know who God made you to be. Um, 
Uh, we're going to have some wor- uh, we're going to have some tools that we have in there. We're going to be hosting some really neat stuff. Uh, we're going to be doing whiteboard stuff, and it's just really it's going to be a really creative session for you to kind of get a you know kind of get a direction on your path. Mm. And then once we get a direction on your path, then we can take it to the next level where you can take action in telling your story. Usually, how big are these workshops? How many people participate? Uh, we like to have them. Uh, I like to work small, so right. anywhere between. 12 and 24 we okay. we can't we need to start off with at least 12 okay. but we try to not do it more than 24 because we want to spend a lot of time with each individual at the workshop. And what about the geographic location? Uh, this is going to be in the Chicagoland area. Awesome. Right. That's and, great. And and uh, how long is this workshop? Is this a full day? This is a full day workshop. Full day workshop. So there's a lot packed into this thing. Isn't oh yeah. It? Yeah. At the end of the time, do they feel like they've got something that they can start with then? Or what's the what's the end game here as far as the outcome? The end game is to really get an idea if you are ready to take one of the paths that we offer. Um, If you are ready to take one of the paths, then we go ahead and put together a plan for that. If if you're not ready at that time and you need to do a little bit more homework or you need to do a little bit more self-reflection or work on your own, then we'll give you some tools uh, that you can do uh, on your own. And those three paths, just to recap quickly, is? Uh, Discover your story, speak your voice, and fulfill your purpose. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the voice... Uh, share with me and share with the audience, what does that mean, speaking your voice? Speaking your voice is, um, there's a lot of information out there that um, that we feel like we need to have something, we need something to say. Mm-hmm. And we feel like the world is either trying to shut us up or is trying to um, devalue our, our our views or our... Um, our knowledge, mm-hmm. and um, this is an opportunity for you to take action. Um, there's a lot of people that um, that tend to think they're they don't have any value, or what they have to say doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and it really does help by sharing that story. I know when I first launched mm. Sales from the Heart and I spoke yep. in front of an audience and I shared my testimony and I shared about, you know, those dark moments and mm-hmm. the drinking and the masking, the dysfunctional relationships, smoking the green stuff, all that. I had people come up to me afterwards and say, Jennifer, I need to connect with you. And they said, I thought I was going to take this to the grave or I couldn't tell anybody. And and there we were and, and we were praying together and leading them to the Lord. And, you know, so it really does help to share your story and your testimony and how you know, we give God, God the glory and for that. And you're a perfect example of that because you had to be broken until you exactly. came to that point. And then once you had the confidence up to be able to do that, you saw the reception. That and that had. confidence didn't yeah. come from me. It right. was exactly. from, you know, surrendering that over to the Lord. And yep. that's what I call unshakable confidence. And, you know, and then from that, that helped prompt that idea. Like you were saying, God, guy, uh, God, planted that in me mm-hmm. to launch the Unshakable Confidence Club. Right, so right. I would have Correct. never come up with that on my own. That's just something that God gave me, and then he qualified yep. me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I think the, um, you know, the evil one can be very, uh, mm. you know, discourage us because he does not want us to be bold. He doesn't want us to tell our story. He doesn't want us to, uh, you know, to be vulnerable. And when, when we are vulnerable, that's when people are drawn to us is yep. when, you know, we can show our weaknesses and we can show our, um, 
uh, you know, our humanity. Well, that's when God really does his work. You mm-hmm. know, when you're down there, you know, in the bottom of the pit of hell, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's like, hey, now he's got something to work with. And what what comes out of that is phenomenal. I right. mean, it's just fabulous. And I just want to applaud you for taking this on and doing this with people, especially the culmination of your background and being able to coalesce all this, yeah. not only for individuals, but also for companies. That's great. Well, Guy, where can people get in touch with you? Uh, people get in touch with me at storylifestudios.com, or you can call me on my uh, cell, 312-550-0265. Can you say that again one more time, the number? Sure. 312-550-0265. Yeah, make sure you connect with Guy and us here at the studio. And remember, if you have a powerful story, but you lack the expertise to tell it, you're going to want to connect with Guy. Or if you have expertise to share and seeking to connect with an audience, you're going to want to connect with Guy. Yes, and you want to stay tuned for our next segment. This is one of my uh, dearest friends. He's been on with us before, but boy, is he going to help us out with a couple special things and wisdom that he has. So stay tuned. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here. Jennifer in studio with me. I'm Bob Lambert. And Jennifer, well, she's got a new name. We're not going to mess with that anymore. <laughs> it's so. Jennifer Villarreal Reyes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'll let her do it now so I don't uh, screw it up. But anyway, uh, I'd like to introduce you to uh, Mr. Tom Siselka. He is the president of TC Public Relations. Tom and I go back quite a ways, back to our days where we first met, I believe it was in C12, right, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Christian business owners supporting each other. Yeah, absolutely. And he is one of the top professionals in the world, on uh, particularly faith-based organizations. And we're going to get into that a little bit. But let's uh, let's a little bit of a backstory, Tom. Did you grow up a Christian and, uh, you know, doing that whole thing, or what happened there? No, no. Well, I was, you know, raised in what you might call a... a, a denominational uh, uh, Christian home, mm-hmm. uh, uh, knew about Jesus, you know, certainly went to church, um, uh, but probably never felt a, a personal uh, relationship with him. Obviously, obviously I didn't. And it wasn't really until I kind of lived my, my life out um, uh, as a young man when I moved from uh, college to uh, Chicago and, and, you know, back in the mid-1980s. And, uh, you know, kind of did everything wrong. You know, mm-hmm. I, I always say, you know, if, if you if you went to dictionary.com and, and looked up my name, or you look, I sh- what I should say is you've looked up the word sin, you would mm-hmm. see my picture and name next to it uh, <laughs> because of, of what I had done. And then it was, um, you know, sometime, you know, probably in my early to mid-30s, I started going to uh, the Moody Church. Uh, someone led me there to, to hear the, uh, the good news. And uh, you know, uh, one Sunday morning, I went down and prayed with one of the pastors uh, who had actually been counseling me and uh, coaching me as far as, uh, you know, asking those questions. If you were to die tonight, you know, would you go to heaven? Why should God let you in if you were at the gate <laughs> mm. uh, of heaven? And um, I, I finally came to realize that Jesus is it, you know, after looking particularly at the Gospel of John. And I remember uh, after speaking with that pastor at the front of the church, walking out of the church, and I remember getting to the BP gas station on the corner next to Woody Church. <laughs> you got a great recall, Tom. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and and, and that was it. Yeah. Just the Holy Spirit uh, came into my heart and just changed me ever since. Yeah, you got a, the, kind of an interesting background, though. Uh, we read something about Hollywood. Yes, I. You know, uh, I. I Worked for uh, uh, indirectly or sometimes directly almost every major Hollywood studio. I worked for a company that did uh, uh, special distribution for 20th Century Fox, Paramount Pictures, New Line Cinema, uh, Walt Disney Studios. 
and uh, you know had the fun of uh, you know going out to the studios and sitting on the bench where Forrest Gump had his <laughs> chocolates, or or seeing the, the backdrop to the Ten Commandments when they were crossing the Red Sea, and, and also it. visiting the Little House on the Prairie house. Okay. <laughs> well, Tom, what does polka music have to do with public relations business? <laughs> Fill us in here. Well, <laughs> well my whole life, my whole, I, I can almost say I give my whole career to a. 1940s, 1950s polka celebrity named uh, Frankie Yankovic. Uh, uh, you, uh, years ago, uh, I was reading in the, in, the, in the Tribune, there was a story where he said, and this was probably back sometime, in the, probably in the late 80s, where he says, polka music is going to make a big comeback. And I thought that was kind of funny. Although as a child, I listened to his records as a kid, you know, coming from a Polish background. And I said, I wonder if anybody ever made a documentary, kind of following up on our first guest, has anyone told his story? <laughs> and I called him up, and as it turned out, no one had told his story. So um, long story short, I eventually worked toward producing a national uh, public television special um, on uh, called Frank Yankovic, America's Polka King, and uh, won uh, uh, an Emmy Award here, a uh, regional Emmy Award here in the, in the Midwest. And uh, But I couldn't afford a publicist to promote it, and so I had to do it myself, and, and literally that's what got my... My, my own business of public relations started. Wow, that is fascinating. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, why you're so passionate, though, um, it, with TC Public Relations. Well, you know, if I had to think about what I do, I, I, I often tell people I protect their greatest asset. And their greatest asset is their reputation. And, you know, and I try to do it in such a way that you have to realize that even the strongest vault in the Federal Reserve Bank <laughs> cannot protect your reputation mm. if you're mismanaging it. And, and that's what I'm so passionate about. You know, so often, you know, people call me and they want to, you know, publicize something. I want to get something in the media. I want this thing to go viral. Here's a picture of something or some story or some, you know, bad act that, that took place. And I, I want to get this exposed. And, you know, I would say a large percentage of the time, I have to say, you know what, have you thought about resolving this before you went public? Now, of course, when I say that, I've now just cut off potentially some new business. <laughs> but but I, I just realized that, you know, being on the offense uh, is something that you may or may not want to do. And that's why I'm passionate, because I do uh, try to stay away from, there's an expression people often use called, how can we put a spin on that? Mm. And, you know, that's the classic, how do you take something that's bad and make it look good? Well, if it's bad, it's bad. And you can spin it all you want, and it's just going to be the different angle. It's still going to be bad. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, what kind of people, you know, usually reach out to you and, and ask for this um, reputation of building it, or even if it's, you know, going the opposite direction? Yeah, well, typically, you know, we've worked with a lot of social service agencies. We've worked with churches. Uh, we've worked with uh, nonprofit organizations. And uh, we work with law firms. And we work with law firms that handle uh, medical malpractice, uh, uh, personal injuries, uh, really, really solid, solid uh, uh, attorneys who, you know, not only want to win for their uh, um, uh, clients, but also want to do something that's right. You know, I, I had a client where uh, they had to sue because of um, – really just handling uh, uh, something improper in, in the emergency room that was a pretty standard operating procedure in dealing with uh, how someone, how you help them with their breathing. And then after he, you know, he won this uh, uh, justice for this family who lost his relative, he went around and invested in a number of hospitals uh, to get training on some basic training that he found out a lot of hospitals didn't get in the emergency room. So I just kind of love that story that, you know, we got it, we got it out there. 
uh, and we're also to promote the fact that uh, he was educating people, you know, beyond the, uh, you know, the original uh, lawsuit. You know, the other thing to tie in with our last guest with Guy is the fact that uh, you helped them to take this out there publicly, but but also faith-based organizations. I know that you've had a long history with working with faith-based organizations, so why don't you share a little bit about that? Yeah, well, you know, we had a church. Um, matter of fact, we talked about this at the um, uh, pastor's conference last week, where the, uh, uh, the it turns out that the brother of the a founding pastor of a of a church. The brother, uh, uh, years after this had happened, was accused of. Uh, uh, well, actually, was found guilty of molesting uh, children at the church. Now, mm-hmm. of course, this is what the classic. Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that could happen. Um, and so, uh, literally, first they called their lawyer, mm-hmm. and then the second thing was the lawyer called me, and he <laughs> said, "You know what? Um, uh, my client. When the lawyer called me, he said my client is getting calls from the media. They don't know what to do." And uh, so I had to literally, literally, you know, create a, a fire department for them uh, on the fly to uh, help them with messaging, how to handle the media. And one of the questions I asked him is I said, OK, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we're working through this day with all the media inquiries and I'll be uh, running interference for you. I said, but I got to tell you something tonight around. Do you, have a, do you have service tonight? Yeah, we have service at six o'clock. You're, you're, you're going to have a bunch of TV trucks coming out to um, your service tonight to talk to the parishioners and to find out about this accusation, which really was uh, it was founded, that it did happen, about this. And I said, you know what you're going to do? You're going to welcome them into your parking lot. You're going to welcome them into your church, and you're going to show them that as followers of Jesus, what we do and the good news, and certainly we're going to be careful about what we say and, and say things in the right way regarding this uh, sex abuse uh, issue. And it was a wonderful thing. You know, um, the pastor I saw uh, last week was telling me that they've, they've been more than restored. They're, 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 they have satellite churches all over the area now. Wow. And it all became from ma- managing both their reputation, being transparent, and and realizing that, um, you know, they still had the gospel to share, you know, despite this, this downfall. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're seeing a lot out there where people need this. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what a crisis communication call is and um, why our listeners should text us at the studio to get one of these complimentary from you? Yeah, well, uh, the, the thing that I always, you know, uh, you know, uh, pastors often have a three-point sermon, so to speak, and, and I often like to think about that in three points. The first point is preparation. Uh, you know, everybody uh, gets, you know, has smoke alarms and detectors and maybe fire extinguishers in their homes and offices because that's preventative and that's planning. And so preparation is number one. And a lot of times uh, the work can be ha- better handled when the crisis comes, you've already had the plan. So the first thing that people typically call us for and we help them with is if you're in a situation and what business or organization may not be, because it could be everything from a tree falling on your office and closing it down, which is a natural disaster, to the, the uh, as I said, some impropriety with employees to embezzlement. Uh, two, we talk about, you know, execution. Uh, and that is, you know, uh, pulling together a, a crisis, maybe real time, hopefully when you have the plan. So, you know, start. and then certainly the aftermath. You know, what could we have, you know, done better? So, you know, we help people with all three in the planning, in the execution, and then the, the aftermath. Uh, I had a case with a business uh, in the suburbs. Uh, it was a closely held company. The owner of the company had a number of DUIs, and he got one too many, and he was going to go to jail. And they were concerned because uh, they, he, the, the company was him, and most of the major accounts were managed by him. So we had to say, well, you know, it's not just getting in the news. 
you had to look at all the potential stakeholders, employees. We had to come up with messages. Mm. The the bank. Well, right. Wow, so many people are affected by this. Yeah. Yeah. This is exactly. really great, Tom. We want our listeners to make sure that they get in touch with you as well as text us here at the studio. So that number is 224-404-1988. Include the keyword crisis communication and you'll be set up with Tom to do that. And also, Tom, where can people get in touch with you? Oh, absolutely. Well, certainly then go to my website, which is tcpr.net. So that's like topcatpublicrelations.net. <laughs> or certainly give me a call at 312-422-1333, 312-422-1333. I love it, Tom. You know, you, you brung it. This crisis communication thing is even bigger. We didn't get into a lot of it because of time. But, you know, with the Internet and everything out there, particularly for the reputation management stuff, uh, I always tell people, go out and Google yourself to see what the heck uh, might be out there before you go embarrassing yourself. We're going to be right back with our next segment where we're going to be roundtabling the subject, Are You Improving Your Knowledge and Skills? This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here for our roundtable again today, and we got uh, Guy and Tom online and also Jennifer joining me. And the subject we're going to tackle today is, are you working to improve your knowledge and skills? Well, Tom, when I sent this over to you, you thought this was probably uh, very, uh, and not coincidental, that you we landed on this one today. What's your, what's your thoughts on this? Well, you know, you know, Bob, I've been, I've been doing something in communications for about 30 years, and I always like to say I've gone from faxes to Facebook, from telephones uh, to Twitter, and <laughs> uh, what I have to do in my, my daily uh, uh, work life. And, you know, when you sent this over and you talked about, the, you know, the need for improving your, your, your skills in, in the workplace, it reminded me how uh, in, in the job I am in communications, it, it's only going to get faster. It's mm-hmm. only going to have more. You know, I, I was working with um, uh, someone. We're going to be doing something on a social media campaign with a video interview. And the woman says, oh, yeah, we'll, t- we'll get this out through our social media person. I think we're on about 40 different platforms. And I'm thinking 40 oh, different platforms. I mean, most of my clients, usually we, we max out at about three to five. And, mm-hmm. and they have 40 going. So, oh, so I thought that was, uh, you know, you know the, 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 the skill set. You know, I, I recently took a, a class, uh, online class, of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, on uh, digital public relations. And what was fascinating is when they've done the study is that, you know, right now, uh, so much of public relations, you know, there's, let's say there's the skill set that the professional has, and then there's the stuff that can be done kind of with artificial intelligence per se, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty broad topic. But we'll just say online tools, and you know, maybe now it's maybe 50, 60 percent, you know, the professional can do it, and then maybe it's 40 percent uh, uh, digital or artificial intelligence, and in about five years, that's going to flip. Yeah, uh, you're going to have the majority is going to be you can do p- reputation management with uh, a lot of. Uh, digital tools, maybe 60% can be done and maybe 40% will rely on, you know, intelligence well, of an individual you say doing it. You're really sharpening a saw trying to keep up with this. And it's a young person's game. Guy, how about you? And, what, what are the kind of things you're doing as far as, uh, well, I think, um, proving your skills, you're looking at knowledge and skills, right? right. Um, uh, when I younger, when I was younger, I used to, I used to learn both. I used to learn mm-hmm. knowledge and skills mm-hmm. and, I've gotten to the point now where I learn a lot of knowledge, and then I 
you know, I learn the skills, but I really turn those over to people that are even more skilled than there me in certain go. areas. <laughs> um, because I, there's too much out there uh, to be an expert in all these different areas, right. and we really need to just um, lean on others that are experts. Yeah, and I think that's one of the toughest things for people to let go of. I know you, yeah. you're a big uh, proponent of this, Jen. Yeah, well, it's what I teach my clients, too. Right. And I ask them, well, what skill sets do you want to enhance? But is that your unique brilliance? Do you really right. want to stay in that quadrant? And if not, hello, that's why you're hiring me to yeah. <laughs> do those do that work with you. Yeah. Um, and sometimes for them, too. But we outsource as well. Yep. And there has to be a right time when you outsource as well. So yeah. a lot of times people jump into that a bit too soon. But I think also, you know, a coach still needs a coach. So, yes, I'm a business coach and I do customized business coaching. But I also need to work with coaches and mentors to up-level my game. Yep. And so I think that's really important. Do as um, we say now yeah. as we do. Yeah. Uh, Tom, you, uh, I'm sorry, I, I think I cut you off on another thought you had on there as far as sharpening your skills. Well, no, I, I would just say that it's an ongoing, you know, it's an ongoing process. And I like what was just, you know, mentioned is that, you know, I work with uh, a lot of times I'm working as the because I work as an outside consultant. Mm -hmm. And many times the in-house uh, communications folks, whether it's a law firm or a nonprofit or a Christian organization, they probably have a very sharp, you know, digital uh, communications person, because quite frankly, that's going to be at the top, top of their mind, you know, top of mind coming out of school in a communications degree. And, um, in working with them, uh, what I find is I can, uh, as you said, bring back and say, you know what, I'm not going to tell them what the analog, or I'm just say what the algorithm is today for Facebook to get the maximum exposure. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are reading about that, and I'm right. certainly, I'm certainly reading about it too. But I'm going to focus on, you know, what is the message we have to say today, right. and then how does that message, uh, going back to the story theme. How might that play out uh, if you take a 30,000-foot view, and what will this post mean to us a year from now or six years from now? Because as we've seen, reputations have been destroyed because mm. of a tweet from five years ago that someone just happened to you know, say right. offhand, and then it gets dug up because they weren't thinking down the road. Yeah. You know, Guy, particularly with what you're doing with people now in helping them along there, so Obviously, these workshops are going to be is to help them give knowledge, but also some skills to be able to do this too, or at least know that you have the skill to help them to fulfill this, right? Correct. Uh, I think um, the first thing that people need to really understand is where their strengths are mm -hmm. and to really focus in on their strengths. Not that God can't use us through our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. It's just that our weaknesses, if we don't have the knowledge in a particular field or in a particular area, we just really, and that's going to bog us down and just eat up our time, then you know, let's not focus in on that. Let's focus in on what we really love, what we're passionate about, who God made us to be in our personality and our temperaments and our skills and, and giftings. And then, you know, really collaborate with others. I think this is good, you know, gives us an opportunity to collaborate with others. And that's that's the joy in working together anyway. Yeah, and everybody so takes this information in a different way. What, what, how do well, you get your information? Well, you know what? Speaking of information, I just really want to say this, and I see this so much with many clients that I first start working with, is that they're on content overload. Yeah. Whether that's mm -hmm. scrolling through social media, whether that's downloading this freebie or that freebie online, right. they're just overwhelmed. And then... And they start comparing themselves and then they have that analysis paralysis and they get stuck. And so one of the main things that I make sure to do is I don't over deliver on, on content with them. Mm -hmm. I just give them what they need right now. Yep. And then I say, hey, if you're looking to buy something else, I've saved my clients so much money from buying that shiny object over there. And I yep. say, just talk to me. 
about it. And then I'll say, hey, we're going to go through that, you know, in step five. You're only on step one right now. Relax. <laughs> yeah. And keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You know, I find that I'm like you. I, I used to be a news junkie and all the rest of that stuff. And it just got so overwhelming. I was just like, wow. Yeah. And I really just shrunk everything down now to just a couple quick things that I look at. And I and I stay away from the news. I, I, I have yeah. to tell you. I yeah. Do not so negative. Yeah. But I bet you, Guy, this comes back to you, too, where people are consuming so much of other content that they're not actually tapping into the content that they're designed to create. Do you find that? Oh, absolutely. I think we need to be we need to be quiet and we need mm-hmm. to be able to take time to really hear what God is wanting to tell us instead of what, you know, social media is telling us right. and everybody else. Um, we want to become what, you know, who God wants us to be mm-hmm. and to and it's so it can be so confusing nowadays with so much information. We just can't digest it fast enough. Right. Yeah. And also the confusion is who do I use? Because there's so many different opinions out there, and everybody's got this. I, you know, one of the things that <laughs> I talk about, I've had five iterations of, of my website, and everybody's got an opinion from the, what the guy did before. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I, okay, I don't know about this time. I'm relying on you to do your thing, but I don't need you to criticize what was done two years ago. It's just like, let's take this forward. You know? Well, and things evolve and they change. Yes. And, yes, you know, do. just as, as Tom was saying, too, you know, with the digital era, too, yeah. things are going to change. What do you think about that, Tom? Well, I, like I said, I think it's only going to uh, keep going uh, exponentially, you know, faster. However, the core issue will always be your personal mm-hmm. content, right? You know, how you conduct yourself. So I think what Bob said is, you know, when someone would say something in a paragraph, now you got to say it in a tweet. Mm-hmm. And and the, and I'll tell you the fun part is, you know, it was funny. I was working with a, this example of a client who has an in-house, a wonderful, amazingly talented in-house communications person. And we were rushing to put together a, a, a Facebook live event for tomorrow night. Now, I got to tell you, I know exactly what that is and I can do it, but that's not my, my sweet spot with pushing all the buttons, designing the graphics, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But I came up with the messaging and it was funny. Uh, she did a great job and she put out a headline for the, uh, uh, the event. And I went and checked out the uh, Facebook event and it was truncated because it was 65 characters when the maximum is, let's say, 45. I went right. and rewrote the headline right. so it would fit 45 characters and give her the same message. All right. Wow. Well, I know we can continue this conversation, but yes. we're going to have to do it next Saturday, yeah, noon Saturday. to one on Faith Marketplace. But you can always visit our website. And what's that website, Bob? It's faithmarketplace.com. And we have all the podcasts out there for the last six years. Uh, I have people visiting that all the time because they can't listen to us maybe on Saturday, but they go out there and they get some windshield time. They're out in the soccer field. So I want to encourage you to go out there and download some podcasts and listen to us. Also, check out all the resources. We're going to be back next Saturday here at noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.